Hello and welcome to our episode of Fintech Focus TV. We are coming live from Old Billingsgate at the Fixed MEA Trading Conference 2023. And I'm absolutely delighted to be sat here with Gonzalo Lima from R3. How are you? Very good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Listen, it's a great show today. Um, and R3 is a company I've been excited about for years. I think I first met R3 probably about four, five years ago. Uh, and I've been studying it for eight for ages. We just started working with you, which I'm really excited about. Um, but it's a business that's that's been yeah, one of the, the stars of the of the industry for, for a long, long time. So I'm looking forward to unpacking that and seeing where you are and what's happening in the marketplace and, and, and going into a bit more detail on it. But before we go into that, Gonzalo, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and R3 as a business. Thank you. So my name is Gonzalo Lima. I'm part of the R3 strategy team. I look after capital markets and digital assets. Um, and before this, I was uh, working in banking. I was a CEO for FX for quite some time. Uh, at Standard Chartered Bank, and before that, BNP Paribas. Um, R3, more importantly. Uh, R3 is um, a very exciting company, as, as, as you said. We are in a specific space, which is uh, enterprise DLT. Uh, the DLT stands for Distributed Ledger Technology, which is uh, an exciting space. Sometimes it's miscon uh, misconstrued as solely blockchain. DLT is wider than blockchain. And uh, whilst we are quite aware of what's going on in the crypto space, we are much more focused on the regulated financial industry. And yeah. therefore, a lot of what we do is to trying to ensure uh, an open and trusted digital economy. Um, and uh, we try to bring regulated financial institutions to uh, a digital, uh, a digitized and tokenized economy. So, and this, this is something which is very dear to my heart. I said beforehand that we just done, at the end of last year, we did a documentary uh, called The Era of Convergence. It's all about the, uh, the, the convergence of traditional and decentralized finance. And in that world, I think it just as we were finishing it, everything blew up in the marketplace. And, and uh, there was the naysayers who were saying, I always told you so. There was other people who were saying it's the end of, end of the line. For me, it was always actually this almost accelerates everything we've been talking about. It actually accelerates, in my view, R3, and it's relevance in terms of what we're talking about. Because we're not just talking about, I mean, everyone, as you said before, DLT and, and you know, the underlying technology behind all, all of it is the exciting part of all this. And crypto is just a, a sort of headline in, in the world. We've seen hype serves and cycles of, of adoption and where, where people think it's going to happen or how, how disruptive it's going to be to the marketplace. But I think if you look at it as core, the thing that's really been needed is exactly what got accelerated at the end of last year. And much, you know, it's, it's almost like an adolescence of the industry into, uh, into you know, if it's not too um, dismissive, to talk about it as a grown-up grown space. And companies like you, I think, have always seen that and have been pushing towards it and have been very much at the, I guess, coming from that institutional background to provide that sort of uh, regulation and authenticity to the space. So that's what I think has been really interesting. That's right. So uh, we are not uh, oblivious to what goes on. And actually, a lot of what we do is uh, inspired by some concepts in crypto. So the DeFi uh, is quite interesting. Uh, some concepts of blockchain uh, are very interesting. Of course, what inter regulated enterprises need is is a bit more than that. So they need to know uh, who they're tra trading with and they need to ensure that uh, the information remains private, which uh, public blockchain in more nascent form doesn't allow for. 
So for us, everything that happens uh, or that happened in crypto, we are of course not happy that a lot of people lost lots of uh, lots of cash. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but as you say, um, it's a natural uh, process. And what what gave us a lot of confidence as well is that the failures that we see are not failures of the technology. Mm. The underlying technology is resilient. The underlying mm. technology is actually very uh, powerful and it, it proves a lot of uh, the concepts that we've been trying to push for. Um, a lot of the failures are on governance, which is exactly what, uh, what we try to do is to work with very highly regulated uh, firms. Um, and yes, it takes longer. Yes, it's, uh, it's quite time consuming and, and resource uh, um, uh, consuming, but it's the right way of uh, transitioning a lot of the, the FMIs, the financial market infrastructures yeah. from their classic systems, legacy systems into the new age where capital needs to move much faster. And we see that in projects such as DTCC with uh, Project ION. Uh, we are very happy that they're using our technology to build that project. Um, and we see a, a few others. Central bank digital currencies is, is across the globe gaining uh, uh, speed. Um, and we are very proud to have our technology and a lot of those solutions. Um, to us, it's definitely the right, the right space to be in. Of course, there's a lot of um, uh, things that naturally uh, we need to uh, learn from the markets and make sure that some of the uh, infancy issues that, uh, that are happening in crypto are not replicated elsewhere. And that's why our business sometimes is the less uh, sexy, but, uh, yeah. but the built for the long term and for the regulated uh, financial industry that actually are most of our founders. So uh, we were founded by uh, more than 40 uh, financial institutions. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, we have that uh, service to, to them to make sure that the technology remains sound uh, for their businesses, which is uh, highly governed, highly regulated, and making sure that value moves safely uh, yeah. to where it needs to be. I think that, that sort of you know, like group of investors behind the business has always been pretty, you know, that's what's made R3 stand out right from the start. And it's interesting you say it's not a particularly sexy part of, of, of the space. But whenever we uh, we talk to businesses, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm talking to people about where genuinely exciting businesses are, are sat, R3 will always be in the conversation. I think that's really interesting, right? That's, that, that's great, Toby. And I think it's hard built, so it's, it's something that we are very proud to be part of. But uh, it's, it's a day-to-day -day work and a lot to be with the vision of the, of the founding members and then the, the, the team that has been growing around it. Um, so, yes, it's an attractive space. Um, it takes longer than, uh, than what people might think. And we are seeing some, some instances of uh, people around this space that uh, might struggle from, from funding perspective and so on, mm. um, where we are very lucky to have a very strong, uh, a strong financial position because of our uh, founders, because of our uh, very conscious cost management. But um, it's, a, it's a space that constantly needs uh, nurturing and we work very hard to keep that space. Yeah. Um, what, what is interesting is that uh, because we built some of that trust around what we tried to, to do, um, we end up in very interesting conversations around central bankers, around what should regulation look like. What, um, so we are almost seen as advisors in a lot of these instances. And um, which for us, it's a privilege to be part of those conversations because for us, a, a startup, we are still yeah, yeah. a startup, converging yeah, yeah. to become or coming to, to, a, to a point where um, we might be more than just that, but uh, we are still a very 
uh, new business, uh, but we are part of very relevant conversations within the industry and with institutions that are quite uh, quite relevant for the financial markets yeah, yeah. system. So we are very proud to be here. And that's your space, isn't it? The capital markets industry. I find it really interesting because as I mentioned beforehand, I heard your uh, your chief economist speaking out in, uh, in New York last year at the FIX conference. You guys are here. I think you've spoken earlier on as well, haven't you, on, on, on panels. Um, to see R3 deeply embedded within this FIX community is a really interesting uh, sort of play. Talk to us about your relationship with FIX. So FIX, we are part, for example, of the post-trade work streams, digital assets and so on. Of course, uh, we, we are strong believers that FIX uh, had a massive disruption in 92 when it was started. Um, and then we saw a massive progress of, uh, of uh, the financial industry and we now moved to nanoseconds a lot because of the FIX protocols and a lot of, because of the messaging efficiency that was achieved. Our vision is that uh, the next level of fix is actually we don't need to replicate all those messages and bring those messages to um, siloed systems and siloed central um, uh, uh, points. We actually can have that information in, in a layer, in a ledger, shared ledger, yeah. where we make the whole end-to-end uh, -end much faster and much, um, and much more resilient. So fix managed to reduce a lot of errors, for example because people are now talking the same language. What we now need is that people move to the same book. Um, and, uh, and that's our vision, is that uh, FIX has, has a great thing that it allows people to standardize what the, the, the asset and movement of, uh, of the asset. What we can add to that is, is a layer of, um, of uh, uh, understanding where you, know, you don't need duplicative processes, you don't need uh, to, to spend a lot of cash to, uh, around your operations, um, or you can actually reduce a lot of the cash that you spend around uh, uh, your operations to focus on what matters. And what matters is uh, capital allocation, moving it to T plus one. Um, is a significant thing that FIX also enables because of the messaging, but to move to a T plus one uh, 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 settlement market, you need more than just that. People can settle T plus one now, yeah. uh, but it's a very bespoke uh, solution for some participants. What yeah. DLT enables is that you now allow for that to happen to a much wider audience, and what ultimately that allows for is the capital that you now spend for two, three days, you can now reallocate that two days earlier. So yeah. uh, that it has a, a virtuous cycle that can uh, bring a lot more uh, business and hopefully putting the capital where it needs to be much faster. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And the, the, you know, the whole T plus one piece has been you know, a matter of some debate all the way through today. Um, and I think yeah, there's certain challenges, aren't there, that sort of happen over here in, in Europe that people are concerned about. When you, when you touch on the point there about the technology and how it drives that and how, uh, you know, looking at it through a slightly different lens and where that positions you and your business, it's an extraordinary sort of piece. So I want to, I want to finish. This is something I could be talking about for a long time. I want, I want you to come back on the show and we'll do, a, we'll do a much more extended one as well. But I want to finish a little bit on... on you know, R3's position in this marketplace and who you can who you can help out and who should be talking to you at the moment. Yeah, uh, thanks for that. So we we want to continue to speak with the regulated financial institutions. That's yeah. that's our space, yeah. that's our base and that's where we think we should we, we add more value. 
um, what we see is a context that is actually um, much more conducive of using this technology. It, the ESMA DLT pilot regime is a perfect example. The UK FMI sandbox will follow some of those things. Um, the CSDR, for example, set, filed settlements are very punitive in Europe uh, for now and in other jurisdictions. The DLT, you know, the, the, our technology can help people reducing a lot of those errors because you no longer need to replicate systems, replicating data. And a lot of the errors are the wrong SSIs, wrong data. Uh, SSI stands for Standard Settlement Instructions. Um, so by deploying DLT in parts of these process, the end-to-end -end process, you can not only make the process more efficient, but also reduce significant systemic risk. And, uh, and I think the context now, regulatory-wise and understanding-wise, is, is now the right time to use this technology to deploy at scale in some places. We are seeing that at the DCC, before that, we saw, for example, the Italian banks with Spunta. Yeah, yes. They implemented uh, Spunta uh, to, to, to remove a lot of the reconciliation breaks and errors that they had. So we can see uh, this technology being deployed at scale and solving real problems. Uh, ultimately, uh, enabling people to move to a token versus token economy. Uh, and we are also strong believers of interoperability. Interoperability between different networks, not only corded to others, Core is our technology, uh, core to other new networks that, uh, that uh, come up, like uh, Ethereum-based and others, but also interoperability to classic systems. Now, a lot of the regulated financial institutions can't switch their, uh, their, uh, their tech stack from one day to the other. Yeah. And they don't want to, they don't need to, but they need a layer that harmonizes all that data. They need a layer that uh, reduces the speed and, uh, and uh, the reconciliation breaks between all those systems. So um, we, a lot of the projects that we are involved in are to bring that layer of harmonization um, uh, of, of data. And therefore, once you have data harmonized and, and, um, and uh, uh, shared between the parties that needs to be shared with, we, you can do the smarter stuff. So as soon as you have a complete data set for trades, you can start doing compressions, you can start doing uh, clearing, non-clearing, you can, uh, smart contracts is just the start. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The beautiful piece is the smart workflows that you can build on top, and that's where real efficiency comes from. It's a lot of excitement in that. Efficiency is one of the buzzwords, I think. I think you've hit on a few numbers there uh, in terms of interoperability, uh, efficiency, productivity. These are, these are where I think 2023 uh, is set and, and it's companies like yours that I think are going to blaze the trail in, in all of it. So, Gonzalo, it's been absolutely lovely having you on the show. Looking thanks forward to having you in and, and talking about it a little bit further. Thanks for joining us today. That's great. Thank you very much. And thank you all for watching. We will see you soon in another episode of FinTech Focus TV. Thanks a lot.